Join, Converse, Inspire. This is the JCI Canada Podcast. JCI is now impacting individuals, principally our members, by amplifying their leadership skills through projects and trainings centered around four areas of development opportunity, business and entrepreneurship, individual development, international cooperation and community impact. Now, in 1948, a gentleman called William Brownfield created what is now called the JCI Creed, which is a list of core values which we maintain to this day. People are wondering, why do we talk about this creed? Why do we talk about the past? Simply because we are standing on the shoulders of giants. What we want to do is encourage peace as a positive corollary of the actions we're doing in JCI Rise, which suit members on the ground, because JCI is an organization where the members on the ground create the impact every day. And this is what we want to develop at JCI, strong leaders who are proud of who they are, regardless of their gender, regardless of their race, regardless of their orientation, uh, is people who actually uh, are proud of being themselves. Hi, JCI Canada. This is Sue Salamosi, one of your 2020 National Vice Presidents and host for the JCI Canada podcast. We have a special treat for you today. Secretary General Kevin Hinn is joining us from the JCI head office. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me, Sue. And uh, I would like to, it's a huge pleasure to be with members of JCI Canada and to be addressing you today. And I send you warm greetings from sunny Monaco. It's evening there and it's morning here. It's pretty, it's pretty cool that we can connect virtually um, different time zones across the world. Pretty amazing. Um, and part of the reason I love this podcast platform so much is because we have been able to connect with members around the world. Preliminary introduction to you is the video that you gave us for our national convention. So we got to see your smiling face there. But now that we actually get to know you a little bit more, why don't you tell us about your JCI journey? Yeah, sure. As I mentioned, I'm based in Monaco. I've lived in Monaco for the last 31 years or so. So I was originally born in London, UK, which you may be able to tell by my accent. I uh, I, I joined JCI Monaco in 2003. So I went through the ranks in my national organization. I was the national president of JCI Monaco in 2010. Then I started to work internationally. I was very involved in the conference organizing committee of the 2013 European Conference, which we hosted in Monte Carlo. And uh, in 2016, I was elected to the global board of directors as JCI vice president assigned to Europe. And my last role in 2018 before I uh, how should we, how we, it's called elegantly in some countries before I graduated and other countries less elegantly, it's known as aging out. Uh, that was in 2018. I was executive vice president on the JCI board of directors and executive committee assigned to Europe. So I was in charge of that whole area for a whole year and I had the honor of chairing the European conference in Riga, Latvia in June 2018. And I've been the JCI Secretary General since the 1st of January 2020, a very fun year. It has been a fun year. 
So tell us how the Secretary General position came about. Oh, um, how it came about? Well, I there was a job opening and I applied and I sent my CV in. I, I got an interview and I got a job. Basically, it's <laughs> no different from a normal job, you know. So just to specify, it's actually a real job. So I am a member of the JCI's headquarters staff. My role is to manage the 25 staff members we have, 15 in St. Louis, USA. We also have a team in Paraguay, in Cameroon, in Nigeria, in Germany, and in Japan, plus uh, myself in Monaco. So it, it is a real job, and I applied uh, like anybody would for a normal job. You know, send a CV in, and job vacancy CV, and then got the job. So it's a great honor. (laughs) It's pretty incredible. I didn't realize that there were so many headquarters staff around the world. That is super cool. And eventually, you'll, I imagine you'll get to travel. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully one day. (laughs) We'll see when we come through this. So the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast today is is to talk about JCI core philosophies, talk about um, how JCI headquarters sees projects around the world and how how we should be aligning our projects around the world to to motivate and inspire our members. Mm. Yeah, so that's a vast topic which I could expand on for two hours, but I'm not going to bore you with monologue. So I'm just going to be very concise. Basically, I'm just going to give you a quick update on um, what's happened recently. So I'll zoom in to a recent past of JCI, and then I'll go back to the real past and then link it in that way. Last year, uh, so before I joined the JCI headquarters, our global management team, the board of directors, took a decision to change our tagline, which was global leadership of young active citizens, and to switch it over to something which is... uh, uh, which was deemed more relevant for the new decade, which was developing leaders for a changing world. What that means concretely is that for the 12 previous years, since we changed to active citizenship around 2008, we were focusing on JCI members helping JCI to impact the community around the world to become a grassroots organization of community leaders. So getting business people, young people, uh, business people or people from all walks of society, what was called active citizens before, to um, <clears throat> get together and do community impact around the world and therefore create positive change. What we are doing now is still obviously in line with the whole positive change philosophy. We do want to make a better world. We do want to inspire positive change, but we're doing it in a slightly different manner. JCI is now impacting individuals, principally our members, by amplifying their leadership skills through projects and trainings centered around four areas of development opportunity, business and entrepreneurship, individual development, international cooperation, and community impact over the course of their JCI careers, therefore making any, during the course of a JCI career, any man or woman who joins JCI will become a master in these four areas of opportunity in equal measure. So it's not just about becoming a business leader or working only on community projects or only working on training and learning how to become a trainer. We want the real JCI leader to master all four areas of opportunity in equal measure and to have balance. And once they have mastered these four areas of opportunity, only then then they can become leaders and run for elections in government or create their own business and become CEOs 
or else become civil society leaders and therefore become vectors of positive change. So instead of impacting the communities directly, we first impact individuals who, when ready, impact the community. So that's the basic pivot of what we're doing now. And in the context of a pandemic, we've uh, pivoted also on the actions we are undertaking as a global organization. The pandemic is split into three different types of crisis, sanitary, psychological, and economic. And of course, the sanitary crisis is unequal around the world. You go across the border, you're in um, uh, St. Catharines, Niagara, in Ontario. You go a few miles, uh, kilometers across the border to Buffalo, New York. Not the same situation, not the same rules, not the same sanitary crisis. New York State, uh, hundreds of thousands of dead. Ontario, uh, a lot less, fortunately, for Canada. So we can't have the same situation, a uh, global situation from a sanitary crisis that needs to come from local and local and national organizations. Where we can help is support the psychological crisis and economic crisis and find sustainable solutions, which is why we created JCI Rise Initiative, which is to encourage local and national organizations to create projects based around three pillars, sustaining and rebuilding economies through local consumption and supporting small businesses, empowering the workforce through um, youth entrepreneurship projects, um, professional reconversion and working with governments and policymakers to find uh, more flexible labor laws. And the third is addressing the psychological crisis and showing young people that to be depressed is okay, to fight, to ask for help is okay. We're not all invincible superhumans. We can ask for help and trying to fight uh, uh, the triple whammy of depression, uh, youth suicide and domestic violence and alcoholism through such projects. So yeah, this is how JCI is moving forward now and reacting to the crisis. So you can see we're focusing a lot more on economic impact and psychological impact rather than community impact and really pushing uh, stronger and more sustainable economies. And this links in, uh, so if you you allow me, Sue, um, this will enable me to link about your, go back to your original question about fundamental values. If we go back to, we've been talking about the economic empowerment, for example. Let's go back to what JCI was 105 years ago. The vision of our JCI was created in 1915 during the First World War. And the vision of our founder, Henry Gibson Beer Jr., was to get young, uh, enterprising young leaders from the city of St. Louis in a dance club to network amongst themselves, but also to develop a community outlook as well and to use their business skills and to develop as individual leaders. The international side came a few years later as JCI expanded into a global, uh, first a North American, then a, an American, then crossed the Atlantic and the Pacific and became a global network as well and was incorporated as JCI in 1946. So JCI is uh, both the JCs and the JCI movement are fruits of the First and Second World Wars. And our uh, founder's uh, lasting vision was to create an everlasting world peace. So uh, this everlasting world peace still remains today. And what we are doing now, we're not doing top-down campaigns like Peace is Possible anymore, because uh, that's a one-size-fits-all solution. What we want to do is encourage peace 
as a positive corollary of the actions we're doing in JCI Rise, which suit members on the ground, because JCI is an organization where the members on the ground create the impact every day. It's not me sitting or the president or the board of directors sitting in our ivory towers or perceived ivory towers who are going to tell members what to do with a one-size-fits-all solution. It's you, the members in the ground. The members in Durham have different uh, needs from the members in Penticton or in Kelowna or Vernon or in different parts of the country. Uh, So it's up to you, the members in the different cities in Toronto, in Montreal, in Ottawa, to find solutions that suit your own cities adapted alongside JCI Rise and to bring it up. So, of course, the quest for everlasting world peace is something we're addressing right now uh, by empowering economies and touching the different sustainable development goals, quality education in entrepreneurship, um, economic growth and good jobs, uh, gender equality. Uh, these are some sustainable cities and, uh, and communities, as well as uh, strong infrastructure and responsible consumption. If we manage to achieve these, there will be world peace, because uh, if there's no economy in the world and no country in the world where there's conflict when the economy is doing fine and where you've got well-educated populations. So we are touching the fundamental core values we have now. Now, in 1948, a gentleman called William Brownfield created what is now called the JCI Creed, which is a list of that core values which we maintain to this day. And these are the fundamental values you're asking me about, Sue. Um, it's all about... Uh, We've got all sorts of core values which remain. For example, when we talk about economic justice is best won by free men through free enterprise, this is what we are espousing with entrepreneurship and the right to create businesses without being overtaxed and without having to uh, pay a lot. So we still support free enterprise. And that is the business area of opportunity. The international area of opportunity is embodied when we talk about the brotherhood of men or mankind transcends the sovereignty of nations. It's sharing the same values and fighting against discrimination or or diversity, like diversity, which we've been talking about. There's a fantastic panel at the JCI Canada uh, National Convention uh, about diversity. I absolutely loved that session. And uh, these are totally embodied in this line of a creed about the uh, brotherhood of men or mankind transcending the sovereignty of nations. When we talk about the community side, service to humanity is the best work of life. This is an essential part. It's something that makes us all feel good. And when we talk about leaders, the community aspect is essential. We want to have leaders who are business savvy, who want to look outside the box and think of international solutions as well, who are well-developed personally, who are well-rounded leaders, who can speak in public and charismatic and bring people around. But the most important glue that brings things together is the community side. A JCI leader is somebody who is ethical, who cares about the community, who actually cares about others, like who is a business leader, who cares about the well-being of their staff and team members as well, just like I care about my 25 employees around the world. Uh, and make sure that they feel good about themselves, especially in these challenging times. So this is what we all try to embody. And finally, when we talk about the individual development area of opportunity, 
It is espoused by the line about、um, Earth's greatest treasure lies in human personality. How everybody is individual. Individual talent makes、uh, Earth such a special place, and that、uh, yeah, we we human personality and individuality is incredibly important. And this is what we want to develop at JCI: strong leaders who are proud of who they are, regardless of their gender, regardless of their race, regardless of their orientation.、Uh, is people who actually、uh, are proud of being themselves. So this is、uh, certainly our values, which were created in 1948. There's also a line about、uh, government being of laws and not of men. And this is all about justice, and、uh, like embodies JCI values in general, where we have a law and we we have a constitution. We don't bend the rules for anybody, and so where we have ethical governments as well. So these are all lines from 1948, so 72 years old, which are still valid and more valid than ever to this day in times of crisis and in times of conflict, and where we as JCI members. Can really espouse these fundamental core values and apply them in our actions today. Be it to sustain rebuild economies, or to help inspire young people to create businesses, or to support mental health and、uh, well-being. And so, this is why these core values. People are wondering why do we talk about this creed? Why do we talk about the past? Simply because we are standing on the shoulders of giants. The people who live this organization, and the reason why this organization still exists to this day, and building the foundations which you all at JCI Canada today will be able to create. Like I want to see JCI Canada as one of the leading、uh, national organizations around the world, one that is present not just in small communities but in the bigger cities, which is present, which bridges the gap across the language barrier in Canada. As well, between English and French, between the Atlantic and the Pacific, which also includes the native populations as well, as you were discussing in the diversity panel, and one which really leads by example in building projects that add value to our members on the ground and anchor JCI in economic reality and relevance, and therefore. Attract talented, new, enterprising young leaders to be part of this amazing global organization. I do hope I answered your question in that part. Sorry if I monologued a little, but、uh, you know, it's a question I'm very passionate about, as you can see. That was perfect. Thank you for covering it so thoroughly for our members. We're going to find some inspiration. I will probably listen to that multiple times. So that I can pull out all of the amazing tidbits that you spoke of, you talked about three pillars、um, that we are leaning towards through the JCI Rise program:、mm -hmm. economic impact, psychological impact, and what was the third one? There are two pillars which are based on economic impact, and one on the psychological impact. Okay. On economic impact, it's sustaining and rebuilding economies、uh, through, and especially supporting small businesses. The second one is motivating the workforce、uh, and fighting youth unemployment, and the third is、mm -hmm. preserving mental health. Perfect. So we touched on all the SDGs, several SDGs using that approach. 
I love it. And the cool thing is this episode is going to be leading into a JCI Canada project series where we're highlighting projects across the country that follow these pillars. One of our interviews is highlighting a collaboration between JCI Edmonton and JCI Toronto. They're doing a student leadership academy. Hmm. We're highlighting JCI Kelowna's farm project where they have a quarter acre plot of land that was donated and they plant and harvest throughout the spring, summer, fall, and they end up donating thousands of pounds of produce to people in need in Kelowna. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yes. It's responsible consumption as well. Yes. And yeah. sustaining and rebuilding local economies. So, Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to be talking to JCI St. Catharines about their grape stomp in their city and how that ties into their local economy. And I am looking for more projects to highlight, but the work that we do as JCI members in Canada is meaningful. And that's what I want to get out to our members across the country and inspire more good work and more projects and more collaborations as well. Because I think it's when chapters can collaborate together across the country that we're going to see a huge impact. Definitely, yes. It's all about cross-fertilization at JCI and not just about, you're talking about chapters in Canada, yes, but also look outside the box, look what's being done in the rest of North and South America and Central America. Look at what's being done in Europe or in Asia Pacific and Africa Middle East. Like this pandemic has really made us bridge the gap across the world. Like today I was chairing, moderating a panel at the United Nations uh, with President Itai and then I zoomed straight onto a call with JCI Belgium to talk about the 2022 European Conference. And this morning I was on another call with somebody in Monaco and then somebody in Africa. So yes, we're really making the network a lot tighter right now. And we're building a new IT platform next year, which will be a social network. So any member of JCI Canada will be able to take part and engage with 150,000 members around the world, both in terms of projects and business networking. Like, watch this space next April. Uh, yeah, so um, I love all the energy coming from JCI Canada in terms of those projects you were citing, Sue. It's really inspirational. I'm sure that the whole world will want to hear about it as well. I'm looking forward to highlighting our chapters and showing the world what we do mm -hmm. and what we can do here in Canada. Are there any other projects around the world that stick out in your mind that you could share? Yeah, of course. Yeah, just in terms of JCI Rise, there have been lots of projects that have actually taken place so far, like uh, where national organizations have been able to adapt. So I know JCI Columbia have run a podcast called Iwes in Kappa where they have been highlighting young people who have been actors in the crisis, not just in uh, raising money for face masks, but in actually supporting local businesses and uh, passing that voice as an inspiration to other young people in, in Colombia and around Latin America. There's been a great project at JCI Switzerland called Think Global, Buy Local, which was implemented during the lockdown there so that it's, it was a website which was so that people could just buy vouchers to support local businesses and pay it forward, basically. So you could buy a voucher for the florist or the hairdresser or the restaurant to enable the businesses to maintain their cash flow whilst they weren't actually selling and then just reclaim the vouchers afterwards. That project, over the course of three weeks, raised nearly 3 million US dollars, which were then pumped in 
to support 350 local businesses in the city of Fribourg, in the French-speaking part of Switzerland. And the list goes on. There are success stories in every single continent which the members of JCI have been able to set up just by being agile, because JCI members, of course, everybody was hit by the crisis. And, you know, some people would think volunteering isn't the priority when they've got their lives and their livelihoods to take care of. But, you know, the JCI mentality is not to wilt in the face of adversity. On the contrary, it is to grow, to inspire and to lead others into impact and action. And this is what we do, leading by example and becoming stronger and pivoting and being agile and therefore being global change makers. I'm looking forward in 2021, now that we have a structured way of channeling our actions and anchoring ourselves in economic reality, to see the amazing projects that will be taking place around the world thanks to JCI Rise, this initiative, which is a portfolio of project ideas, which you can then take and transplant and adapt and knead into your local into your local uh, activities and the requirements of what the community actually needs on uh, at a given time to solve a certain problem. So yes, uh, there are lots of fantastic projects all around the world, and but um, I'm sure that in 2021 and 22, as long as the pandemic is here, JCI Rise will be here to fight a common enemy, and that for JCI, thanks to its members, the best is yet to come. I love that. I might even just end the episode there. <laughs> I, but I love the ability for this organization to adapt to what we're dealing with in the world. I can't imagine what JCI would be if the pandemic hadn't happened right? The, the connectivity that, even just the connectivity that we have found. Business as usual. Business as usual, we would, right? We would have stagnated, we wouldn't have innovated, we'd have, uh, we'd have just gone along. There'd be some innovation, yes, but our strategic plan is all about accelerating transformation. So yes, there would have been a pivot towards economic projects, but it wouldn't. Uh, there would have been a pivot to online trainings, but there's no way it would have happened so, so quickly. JCI is all about transforming challenges, taking the bull by the horns, and not just uh, wilting, but transforming these challenges into strong opportunities to grow in the future and to uh, redeploy our strategy in a different manner, one which is more suited to our members on the ground and which will make them feel special as well. So we pivot with change and inspire forward progress. I think we have covered everything. Is there anything else that you'd like to say to the members of JCI Canada as our Secretary General, as a, an amazing and inspiring person? I, I really could listen to you talk for an hour, but we don't have an <laughs> oh, hour. Oh, thank you. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'll just be brief, but uh, as I said, I'm I'm just the I'm just the person uh, keeping the glue together. The staff member who's keeping the glue together. Our our leaders, our JCI president. So I'm sure he can inspire you way more than I do. I'm just a simple employee of the organisation. But um, I am speaking as a former JCI member as well, and I do understand the heart and soul of this organisation, having been member for 15 years. And I would like to say to the members of JCI Canada that you're. Uh, I know that your lives and livelihoods have been affected 
to a certain degree, like all of our members around the world, by this crisis. But to stay strong, stay resilient, take care of yourselves, take care of your families first and foremost in these times of crisis. Also, this is where we, more than ever, as a global organization, but which is powered by members on the ground, can truly develop the impactful, enterprising young leaders for this changing world. And this is what's something which you need to think of as a light motive. Each time you engage with another member of a community or another JCI member, if you're a senior member and you're engaging with a younger member, make sure that they come out of any interaction feeling having learned something and feeling empowered and feeling special. It's our role to make our members feel special and to make sure that we can really develop the JCI core fundamental values and communicate them to younger people and older people and people who who just need a little boost or a little bit of positive energy, that we can deliver this to them. So this is what I really encourage you to do because um, this, our four, our fundamental core values are really JCI's DNA. And this is what keeps us, still keeps us going after 105 years of organization. We must always think towards the future, but never forget the past and uh, what we are built on and what made us grow, because uh, uh, that way we do not waste energy reinventing the wheel but we can keep building a better future. So uh, I wish you all the very best, and I do hope to see you in person sometime soon, as soon as borders reopen again, uh, to welcome you in sunny Monaco, whilst for me to finally discover the Okanagan Valley, because Sue's been telling me so much (laughs) cool stuff about that valley, that I'd love to see us in person Mm -hmm. one day, and also to go back to beautiful Canada. I've got loads of family there, so in Mississauga and in different parts of Canada as well. So I'd love to return one day. So yes, uh, keep impacting the communities around Canada and uh, take care, everyone. See you soon. Thank you so much, Secretary General Kevin Hinn, for joining me on the JCI Canada podcast. And now to officially announce the launch of JCI Rise, please welcome President Itai. Dear JCI members from across the world, I greet you all the way from Harare, Zimbabwe. In 2020 so far, you have risen to the occasion, finding innovative ways to deal with the unique challenges facing the entire world. I continue to find inspiration in your actions that have helped boost local economies and engage businesses. Compassionate leadership is at the heart of everything that you do. Today, I'm proud to introduce JCI Rise, an initiative to mobilize action and rebuild local and global communities. JCI's Rise initiative is a way to empower members to encourage economic growth and recovery, motivate the workforce and focus on improving mental health. I know that JCI members will continue to lead the way forward. Now, let us all celebrate JCI Rise. We have all had to slow down and realize what's truly important. Health our planet, work, home, hope, 
We will build a better future together. Rebuild. Invest. Sustain. Evolve. As you continue to listen through the episodes here on the JCI Canada podcast, please check out the JCI Rise project series. These projects uplift our members. They support young entrepreneurs. They drive economic growth and support mental health. This is meant to inspire our incoming executive teams as they put plans together for 2021. What impact are you going to make in 2021? I hope you get inspired from this series because this is how we do in JCI Canada. Join, converse, inspire.